Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Dr. Oz was inspired by his father to make the leap into medicine when he would run down the hospital hallways as a youth. Now, Dr. Oz is a household name having his own television show, giving medical guidance to his viewers. On this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast, Dr. Oz reflects on how he ended up on television and his hashtag More Black Doctors campaign. Hey, Dr. Oz. There you are. How are you? Uh, Dr. Oz, I don't know if you remember that uh, that I know uh, your brother-in-law, Mike Lamole, and, um, wow. uh, and went to college with Mike and am good friends with Rod Taylor, uh, who uh, I think... I think you know who's good friends with uh, uh, with Mike. Well, no, Riley's like family. It's very different. I don't know if you know the story, but uh, they went to school together. Uh, my in-laws actually helped support Rodney, but only pure coincidental, they both won the same scholarship. And so my in-laws gave Mike a scholarship to Rodney, not knowing they'd become best friends. And I would also hand it to Rodney. When, I, when, when Rodney Taylor was murdered, uh, uh, Floyd, rather, I, uh, Rodney, I called Rodney when George Floyd was murdered because I didn't know who else to call. And I said, I know it's not your obligation, but you got to help me understand what the hell's going down here. And this is talking about medicine. And so when he started the hashtag more black doctors campaign, he's, he's the, he was one of the reasons I did it. Some of the stories he told me were stunning. And this is, you know, he's a stud. <laughs> yeah. And he through some difficult stuff. I love hearing you say that he's uh, one of the best people. You know, his parents are amazing people, and uh, and he was uh, and and the way he loves medicine and the way he is with people. My mom unfortunately um, had kidney cancer, and we didn't find out till it was too late. But Rod was uh, by her side the whole way through, talking to every doctor, whether that was his expertise or not. And I was so grateful for that, and I've seen him do it for so many different people. And you know that he's got in a way about bringing authority to the conversation, but also positivity to it, which uh, is probably hard for most of us to master. So uh, um, He's great at being assertive, but not arrogant. Yeah, yeah, nicely said. The slot back in college. So we, we, both, we both played at Harvard. He was much better than me, much younger too. Yeah, yeah. Do- Dr. Oz, how did you end up in medicine? Are you from a family of physicians or, or how did you end up in the space? Dad's an immigrant to this country. Uh, 
came here uh, on a scholarship. To, uh, back then in the, in the late 50s, the American government was recruiting foreign doctors. We didn't have enough. So he finished top of his school uh, in, his, in Turkey and came to Cleveland, which is where I was born. And uh, then he stayed and went to Emory, where he learned especially work, always planning on going back to Turkey, which he eventually did, by the way, but not after about a few, you know, 20 year delay. Well, once, once he had a bunch of kids, he, got, he had to educate us. And uh, we grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, but he never missed an opportunity to emphasize that medicine was the best field possible. And some of my earliest memories were scurrying along next to him in the hospital's uh, hallways, just trying to you know, understand what his life was like. And the main reason I became a doctor was he would go into a patient's room and do things like put a needle in them and they'd be happy to see him. And Carlos, I could never understand that. I mean, you cause him pain, but they want to see you. And I realized that he was really giving him hope. And that's what medicine at its best does. And if you talk to any doctor worth their salt, that's what they appreciate they have is the power to give people hope, not false hope, real, real, true, earnest, honest, joy giving hope that there's a better way in the future even if it doesn't necessarily live in for a lot longer, it's still a better way of living what you've got. Did you ever waver or did you stay on that path through high school, through college, through medical school? Did you get the vision and stick with it? Or was there a moment when you almost became a writer or a teacher or, or do something else different? Oh, I was tempted by many possible occupations and vocations. Uh, I, every time I would look around, I'd realize how special medicine was for me. It's not the right job for everybody. But uh, if you're falling in love with it, uh, it's the calling. And every time I play sports, for example, I learn more about my body, make me more curious about understanding how it works. So I want to be a doctor to learn more. When I uh, was going back to Turkey, I see how different the medical systems were there versus here. It got me more interested in how some people get cared for differently than others. So every time I reflect on a different possible career path, it would push me back towards the best job in the world, I think, which is being in the medical field. So you become a heart surgeon but then all of a sudden, how do you end up on TV? How, did, how does that happen? Because there, you know, there are lots of doctors. You know, I've got my doctor, Dr. Hine, or I've got Dr. Everhart or whoever, but they're not on TV. How did you end up on the screen? I, I got to blame my wife and Oprah for that, uh, who are, you know, became thick as thieves. Uh, after I, so my wife said, listen, you come home every day uh, doing a heart surgery, and you complain to me that patients that you're taking care of didn't know the first thing about taking care of themselves. And often could have avoided your need to take a bandsaw to their chest to do heart surgery, right? You don't have to heal with steel. If you just offer preventive ideas, people will take advantage of them. The reason America hadn't gotten the message is you haven't given it to them. So she, she, she was the woman, if you watched the old Visine commercials with the bloodshot eyes, those are her eyes. So she knew a little bit about entertainment and the power of getting the message out on network television. So she produced a show called Second Opinion. My first guest to make sure the show would be watched was Oprah Winfrey, who came on because of Gail King, who's a mutual friend, and I always thank Gail for this, who is a superstar, and felt it was important for Oprah to be part of a show on health, especially because there was such opportunity to build health in America. We became close friends um, with Oprah, and I would go back and do her show. And as I learned more about television, she taught me more about the power of the spoken word, especially when delivered in the right way, because that's Oprah's real talent. She knows how to teach. She can teach you important stuff, but she knows how to teach, which is the first step. And after you know, five, six years of Oprah University, which is what we call it, with her teaching me how to teach, uh, she, and she's my partner, we launched my show. And without that path, I would never have thought about entertainment as a career. 
But I got to say, if I had wanted to be an entertainment person, I don't think it would have worked with Oprah because she didn't want an entertainment person next to her. She wanted someone who had domain expertise, understood medicine. In my case, with Dr. Phil with psychology, with you know other people, she's you know, spiritual leaders, et cetera. She just wanted to give all of us different platforms to allow our voice to be heard. And in my case, it uh, manifested 12 years ago to the Dr. Oz show. And were you good right out of the gate on TV? No, I was horrible. <laughs> Carlos, it's like asking, were you the best interviewer ever? <laughs> when you started, none of us are. You know, it's like the overnight 20-year success. You know, you work your tail off. And you know, Howard Stern's a ghost friend of mine. And he just, he just jokes about how bad he was and how his father would tell him he was terrible. And he worked at it. No, I, would, I remember early on, I... I was doing an interview and my producers put a little in Chiron and, you know, a little in the prompter said, your guest is crying. Ask her why. <laughs> That's like basic stuff. Pay attention to what people are telling you. But that was actually the most important lesson I ever learned from Oprah was that, that people won't change based on what they know. They'll change based on how they feel. So listen to them. What are they really telling you? What's the emotion underlying their resistance or desire that they're trying to tell you about? But you're not hearing it because you're only hearing the meaning. You're, you're hearing the words themselves, but not the deeper meaning of those words. And so as a host, I needed to move away from my doctor training, which is Columbo. Go in there with questions, like a detective. Boom, 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 boom. It's supposed to question space. The silence is very important, right? That little pause there, you got to lean forward. And then well, you actually can hear people better that way because it's the time in between the words that matters a lot. And if you give people space, they'll tell you their story. They want to be on your show. So they want to be heard. But a lot of times we suffocate those feelings. And so the deeper meaning doesn't come down. That's, that's a big part, actually, of, of the implicit bias in medicine. Cultural differences amongst people, are, they show up in different ways. One of the most obvious ways is I don't really hear what you're trying to tell me. Or what I'm trying to tell you, you don't really hear. Because I didn't say it in a way you could hear it. And so that leads to the kinds of atrocious statistics that surround the care of black people in America. And I actually started to wrestle this topic down a little bit, just getting comfortable with the numbers. And I kept thinking, well, okay, I know that black babies don't live as often as white babies, which is horrible to even acknowledge, but it's just true. But I didn't know that's even worse is that black babies getting cared for by black doctors do a lot better than when they have white doctors. And you think to yourself, well, I don't think the white doctors, the pediatricians, the neonatologists are, you know, they don't want to hurt those little beautiful beautiful gems of, of life, whatever color they are. So obviously there's something deeper than this. And Oprah actually told me to read a book uh, called Cast. I don't know if you've read it by Isabel Wolf. Yeah, Isabel. Yep, yep. Which, uh, you know, I've been fascinated by the whole thought that maybe this is more of a caste system than anything else. And the reason I bring up caste system is because she tells this great story of Martin Luther King going to, to India. Um, and, you know, she was, you know, he was visiting around. Everyone thought he was a superstar and he was thinking he was pretty good things about himself. And then he was towards the very end of his trip. He was introduced by a very famous representative of the untouchables. And the person got up there and said, I want to introduce you to the leader of the American untouchables. And Martin Luther King reported that he felt a different kind of emotion until he realized that's exactly what he was in many ways. You can talk about bias and race in different ways, but at its very core, if you're an untouchable, you're not going to be seen as equal. And so within medicine, we've allowed issues to percolate for too long. And we had a great opportunity now to awaken people. We can awaken a group of people who really want to care about this issue. 
because I do believe that's the case of, heal, of people in the healthcare field. But a lot of times people like me just weren't even aware, it wasn't even on our radar screen. And mutual friends we've spoken about have you know, woken me up to that and what we can do differently. Because that's the other enemy you have is nihilism. People think, well, I can't change that. Heck no, you're the only one who can change it. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. about what change you think would make a difference here, Dr. Oz, because it is heartbreaking. You know, one, one woman said to me, and it was it broke my heart, she said, what some white cops are to black men is what some white doctors are to many black women. And, and, and that really pierced through and really framed it in a way uh, that neither you want to be true, I don't want to be true. So what can happen? What would you love to see happen over the next year, two, three, that would actually make a real difference in the hells of black women, black men, black babies, others. Well, that quote you just mentioned was offered to me by the head of my legal team, who's a black woman who's been with me since day one. 
one of my closest friends. And when she said that, especially as a doctor, I, I just couldn't even process it. I thought that I could fit in that same bucket. And then I began to understand why she would feel that way. So, you know, woman who's been down, you know, lived with me this whole, these whole 12 years on my show, not telling me that for 12 years, because she understood how painful it was for me to hear it. I think the best way to fix some of the deep cultural blocks that are occurring in American medicine is to have more black healthcare providers, especially black doctors, because doctors lead the healthcare system. And right now, just give you the numbers, 13% of Americans are black, 5% of doctors are black. That's a big difference. So if you tease into why that's so, we can get into that. You realize that some of these are fixable, others are more difficult, but you got to give people a vision. And there's a fine line between vision and hallucination. And if other people can see it, it becomes a vision. So let's make it seen. So we started a program called Hashtag More Black Doctors. This campaign is designed primarily at high school kids, who I have a big access to because I've got a kid's foundation called Health Corps. We raised $100 million for Health Corps. It teaches kids, primarily kids in underserved areas, many of them black and kids, you know, Latinos, uh, teaching them about health. But now I want to teach them to go into health. And we're doing that with a lot of black doctors or medical students who never got mentoring. And no one ever told them that there were opportunities, I mean, huge opportunities in medicine. No one ever supported them in their worst and most difficult times. So by having more black doctors in in mentorship positions, all of a sudden, all these high school kids that I've been talking to, so I know what they're thinking, start to reimagine their future. And, and all of a sudden, the, the possibility of becoming a doctor occurs to them. And yeah, they can do that. They can hit a target once they know what the target is. So let's give them a target that's worthy, like being a doctor. And we're going to get a lot more people in the medicine, two reasons. One, uh, they have huge foundation support now and philanthropic support to making sure that money is not an obstacle in medical school. So my institution, I'm at Columbia University, a very thoughtful man and his wife gave us enough money to make all medical school free. So I don't care what color you are. You're not paying for med school. And that's important because if you've got to pay for medical school, that kind of debt's so big that you can't go in the practice of family care or internal medicine. You've got to be a heart surgeon like me to pay off your bills. Well, that's not where medicine's fought. Medicine's, the, the, the battleground, the trenches are in primary care medicine. So the second is if you don't have resources to get into medical school, then you can't stay in medical school. So we lose uh, uh, black do- doctors there as well. And our hashtag more black doctors campaign is about giving kids $10,000 grants. And you know what? It's not just for schooling. It's also for books and for food. I mean, these kids who win these awards from our health corps foundation, I mean, they, the stories they tell me give me goosebumps, but we are making a difference. All we got to do now is lift up the, our, our, our eyes and gaze up a little bit. We can see the best of opportunities that exist in front of us. So, so Dr. Oz, what happens because you were in rooms, you know, you, you probably remember the old Eddie Murphy skit on Saturday Night Live when he dressed up as a white person and went into white society. There were no black people around. And he's like, when white people are alone, I realize they give each other stuff. <laughs> it was it was it was kind of a metaphor for the fact that there are different level of conversations that happen when they're all men or all women, when it's all black or all white or all athletes or all not. When you're having these kinds of conversations in all white settings with thoughtful people, people who you respect, care about, know, but you also know there's a real problem and you can see it in the hospitals you are and other places. What breaks through? How do you break through to those good people who either aren't doing the right thing or aren't doing enough 
of the right thing. Uh, and again, it doesn't mean they're a bad person, but it means that if they don't do something different, we're not going to get a different outcome. What have you found works for breaking through and getting real action and real engagement on more black doctors on different kinds of care, you know, on and on? Over and over again, what's worked is not trying to blame them for the problem, but making them aware there's a cultural block. And the only way we're going to change that is by getting more black doctors mentored and into medicine. And that's the same as your earlier metaphor. If I'm a big football fan and I'm talking to a hockey fan, it's just we use different phrases. You talk about life differently. Or you forget, you don't even like sports. You're in, a, in the opera. I mean, it's hard to talk to each other. And so you, you shortcut really important conversations. And just like we were speaking about being a good talk show host, you got to listen in between the words. You do that if you have a cultural affinity. If you see the world the same, and it's not just about skin color, it's if you actually culturally connect with folks, I, I can use sports metaphors because I played sports my whole life with black men with a lot more success than trying that with black women. <laughs> that not work as well. And, and likewise, there, there are examples where you'll, you're, you'll see people talking past each other and you can't hide from the data. Just look at the possibility of convincing a black man to care about his blood pressure or his diabetes. If a white doctor talking about it, much less effective than a black doctor talking about it. Because those conversations are about values, about your world vision, about the things you're fighting for. And a black person is going to have more insights into what that's like, having grown up probably in a community similar to the person you're speaking to. And I think looking the other way and trying to pretend that's not true is just not rational. It's not about good and bad. That's why I come back to this statistic about black babies living more when a black doctor is taking care of them. You cannot possibly think it's about racial bias on this, you know, at its most profound level, but it's still there. So whether you want to call it that or call it implicit bias or, you know, call it a structural racism, you can pick any words you want. Let's just focus on the reality that it's there. And what's the best way to treat it? The data is telling you, get black doctors, take care of the black babies. It's true throughout medicine. And the better we are at having black doctors in leadership positions in American medicine, the more white doctors are going to understand that, you know, that, there, that there are opportunities there that we can take advantage of. And that's how we'll start fixing the system. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock Technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Dr. Oz, I'm going to switch topics on you just for a little bit here. I want you to go back to that young fellow who's in Cambridge, Massachusetts. He's about to graduate uh, from Harvard. His name is Mehmet Oz, so a distinctive name. Um, uh, he, he stands out. Only later will we, uh, many of us other Americans, meet other Mehmets, but, uh, but he's going to be the first Mehmet we meet. But, but what two or three things are going to surprise him? You go back uh, to the future, as they used to say. What's going to surprise him? What's going to surprise the younger version of you 30-plus years ago? What's going to captivate him? What would you whisper in his ear? If you were only going to tell him two or three things and you were going to give him the real real, as we say, you're not going to give him the pleasantries or the trite uh, piece of advice, but you're really going to go there because you love this kid, right? What are you going to tell him? What are the two or three things that you're going to tell young Mehmet? Well, without question, you don't know what you don't know. There's a lot out there you think you know because you've been reading the papers and you're paying attention, but there's a separate conversation going on. Uh, a, a really deep and honest conversation about what's, what's, what's happening in the world and what you need to follow. And the only way you can get privy to that conversation is to have mentors who are going to tell you about it. So find those mentors. Find the people who have the values that you love to have, who are in a place that, they, that you'd like to be many years from now. And ideally, focus on this. People are happy where they are because you want to copy them. And then do, do just that. Cuddle up to them, ask them for help. People want to support you. They had mentors too. They didn't get there by themselves. So that's one major theme. Two, find your life partner. And the best decision I ever made in my life was marrying my wife, Lisa, 35 years ago. Uh, I, I don't care what your sexual orientation is. It's not about that. Just find your life partner because it's hard to do it by yourself. And those dark nights when things didn't go well that day and you got another day of battle in front of you, when you just need someone that just loves you, you know, find out who those people are and call them close to you. And I think the, the, the last reality is recognize the time to change what you do in your life is not when you're at the best you can be. It's before then. Because when you're the best you can be, you're already probably heading a little bit down. <laughs> when you're heading up to that summit and you see there's an even bigger summit down the road, your acceleration is upwards, that's when you jump into the new career path. And do not be a coward. 
live the life you want to live. You know, find the passion that should be already that fire inside of you and ride that passion, give it higher helps. You're better off failing because you're not going to resent the, and regret the things that you fail at. You're going to regret the things you never tried to do. So you never knew if you could have done them. Um, Dr. Oz, how did it hit you? I felt like you went on a beautiful run uh, when you got introduced by Oprah on the show a lot, your own show, wildly successful, an intriguing cross-section of fans uh, from, you know, captains of industry to everyday people counting on you, both for traditional medicine, even alternative medicine. And then obviously a number of years ago, I felt like you started to get some pushback. You started to get hit, the British Medical Journal, uh, Senator McCaskill, other folks coming at you saying, ah, is he doing the right thing? Is he on the take? What have you. What did you make of that? Were you surprised by it? And, and how did you move past it? I wasn't surprised by it. I was surprised it didn't happen earlier. It, you know, speaking about alternative integrative medicine is a sensitive topic because you're challenging orthodoxy. And I think a lot of Americans get scared by the thought that, that this system as they know it is not perfectly designed. And the way I got past this is pretty straightforward. I said, guys, this is who I've always been. I haven't changed. You may just realize this is who I am, but I want to empower people to become world experts on their health. And there are many different ways of finding health, especially when you try to deal with the emotional, spiritual elements of it as well. I also think the internet is a sometimes dangerous place because you believe what you read. And a lot of the fake advertising, especially around me, that continues even to this day, people believe it. So they think I'm selling, you know, weight loss pills, or you know, these days it's cannabinoid, uh, CBD pills, skin creams. I mean, uh, you know, they, these are stories that are designed to, to, to get as clickbait to get you going. I just did a big show last week, actually, with uh, Dr. Phil on this topic, because we we're both being accused of selling CBD products together. We formed a partnership, <laughs> which of course is all a lie, but sometimes people don't recognize this. And so they start to think that they're, you know, these, these worst versions of me are true, but I'm the same person I've been. In fact, my wife, my, she, she wants me to change more. <laughs> but it is, it is who I've been. It's, I'm passionate about helping people. It's why I went into medicine. It's why I started doing my show. It's why I've taken the road less traveled at times and sometimes the more difficult road. But I wouldn't do anything differently. Um, what have you learned that's most intrigued you about medicine over the last few years? Because a number of years ago, I read that New York Times piece about the island where they go to die, the Greek island, where in many cases, people were going almost like hospice. And then for reasons that they didn't seem to be able to explain well, people actually were surviving and people were surprising. Have you had those kind of fundamental surprises as someone who's not only a doctor, but you're in an academic institution at Columbia, so you get to see all sorts of different things and you're sitting in a really interesting seat so different people are coming to you. But have you yourself still learned anything that's surprising or valuable or profound about health and medicine over the last five, 10 years? Well, the, the islands you're speaking about are called blue zones. Dan Butner did some of the early work in this area, identifying that people living in some parts of the world uh, enjoy age 100, even longer, four times more commonly than if you live here in this, in this country. And you start to say, well, what are they doing differently? We've got great healthcare in America. Then you realize this, healthcare helps, <laughs> but it's not going to do it for you. It's the day in and day out activities that you practice, the habits you get into, which start as these little cobwebs, but they become chains if they're the wrong habits. And they become, you know, support uh, ropes if they're the right habits. And so in these islands where people live a long time, the blue zones, uh, they have a couple of basic realities. They don't eat the same food, but they eat real food. Food that comes out of the ground, looking the way it looks when you eat it. So that's one big epiphany for me. The fact that when you go into a grocery store, you're walking into a pharmacy. These are powerful, powerful ways for you to 
to hack your natural body's inclination towards disease or towards health. Second is daily physical activity. And it doesn't have to be pumping iron or doing triathlon training. You can just do basic stretching, yoga, a little bit of, little bit of weight work, which is your body basically being lifted up in yoga. And it's aerobic, break a sweat, walk fast or run if, you, if you're able to. That done every day, but for you know, half hour, 45 minutes is hugely impactful on your longevity. But I'll tell you the most important of all is connection. We are a social species. We're designed to be near each other. And when we forget that, we suffer. That's one of the big problems of COVID. I had Joel Adams, who was the past Surgeon General on the show um, towards the end of his tenure. And he said, my biggest concern, one of my biggest concerns is that we're going to lose more people from the deaths of despair, from the treatment of COVID than we are from the actual COVID. We just lost 500,000 lives from COVID. So you see how important a number that is. But people, when they're pulled away from each other and not allowed to, to, to use what our brains are designed for, which is to look in each other's eyes and read each other's facial expressions and hear each other's voices, that's why our brain got the size it is. We can go hunting with a brain the size of a walnut. So if to truly use that power, God-given ability, we have to read each other. You got to spend time with each other. And that lack of connection, which is an epidemic levels now, is leading to social isolation, but it's also leading to an anxiety. Because the safety net of, of, of America, of the, safety, the safety net of all life is each other. That's who supports us. And we've been, you know, we've lost that to a certain extent. Uh, Dr. Has have you ever thought about uh, running for office? It sounds to me like you care not only about people, but about policy. Have you ever thought about doing it? And would you, I'm trying to think if we've had a medical, we don't have many medical doctors in office. I guess Senator Cassidy of, of New Jersey, and we've got a medical professional in Congresswoman Underwood from Illinois. But, but have you thought about that? And would you consider that? I, I mean, I do whatever it took to, to make this country strong and powerful and making its health is, uh, you know, a, a priority would definitely take us there. They, the ravages of COVID have under, have, have uncovered the dramatic undercurrent of illness we have in this nation. It's one of the reasons we have so many people dying of COVID is we have obesity and diabetic and hypertensive epidemics that are not being addressed well. Um, so I would do whatever it took. Uh, I, I'm in the change business. I want to do what I can to change this for the better. Medicine allowed me to do that. I invented a lot of devices that we use to make the field better. Uh, I love teaching residents. And so I think that always contributory, ran a big lab. Uh, television has likewise allowed me to change a different uh, problem we have in American medicine, which is the, the nihilism. People don't believe they can actually control their health destiny. We have deep structural issues in healthcare in America and in education, both of which I'm primarily exposed to. I would do what I was called on to do. But I think for right now, showing up on a television show every day or joining you on this and this uh, endeavor is the best use of my time and probably where I can have the biggest impact. Interesting. So, okay, I see it coming. That's good. I see it's, it's only a couple of years away. I see it coming. Uh, Dr. Oz, I want to do a little bit of rapid fire with you. I want to hit you with a few disparate and different things and, uh, and see where you come out. Uh, now, rumor has it that you love basketball almost as much as I do. For your money, who's the GOAT? Who's the greatest of all time? Well, greatest of all time is, uh, I, I have to give it to LeBron James. But I love Joel Embiid in part because I'm from Philly. And I'm whoa, 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 whoa. Did I just hear Dr. Oz give bad advice? Did you just put LeBron ahead of Michael Jordan? Did you do that accidentally or purposely? I, I, did, I did it on purpose, and I'll tell you why. Uh, although I, I've had the opportunity to meet both, and I think they're both I'm obviously super studs. I love the fact that LeBron James really focuses on his teammates a lot. And I didn't hear that same sentiment from all of Michael Jordan's uh, teammates. However, 
Michael Jordan has always been nothing but kind to me as a human being. And I've seen some of the philanthropic things he's been engaged in. So I don't want to read too much into that, but that's just a, you know, just stepping back for a second. I, I really value teamwork. So a goat is someone who elevates his team to the highest level. That's why I think Tom Brady is the goat in football, because you can take two separate teams or two separate organizations to the Super Bowl victory. That is the sign of a great winner. And obviously, uh, we saw that happen with LeBron James. Uh, uh, that, uh, I love you, but that's heresy. But I'm, I'm going to let that go because you're close to Rod and close to Mike. I'm going to let that go. You have a wonderful wife, so I'm going to let all that go. That's heresy. Um, uh, your favorite book uh, or one of your favorite books? What's one of your favorite books of all time? Um, there, I, I gotta, this is going to sound crazy. I, well, there's a, it's a bunch of books that I really adore. I'm a big reader. Um, but I do love this book that I read over the summer uh, uh, from Isabel Wilkerson. This cast changed my whole thought process around the problem that our nation is struggling with. And I think it's very well done. Uh, I tend to read philosophy books quite a bit. So, you know, they, they, they come into play, but they get a little heavy at times. My wife is a, a Jungian psychologist scholar. So I, I sometimes read what's in her reading list. Love that. Love that. Hey, Dr. Oz, thank you uh, so much. It was really nice to uh, have you on. Uh, nice to see you and uh, look forward to having you back in the future. Well, congratulations on all your success. I wish you the best and keep talking openly. Ask, ask the questions that need to be answered. God bless. Okay. Take care. Good to see you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends to find us on the iHeart Podcast app or Apple Podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.